Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago Crypto Hustler, Bitcoin Block. But we coming to you once again with an early watching show of Coffee and Crypto in the AM. New Money Matrix Podcast. How we doing out there, family? We got, um, we got live streaming going on, YouTube, Facebook. It is July 24th, 2019, 1.23 p.m. Monday, UTC time. Y'all get ready for y'all updated crypto news, top 10 coins, and a quick look at these charts. Try to see where some of these cryptos may be going. I mean, we're up 30, 40, 50, 60, 100% in some of these cryptos. So um, I know everybody from the original DeFi class is uh, definitely, definitely sitting real nice right now. With us opening up um, CDPs at anywhere between 125, 130 on Ethereum. You know what I mean? Right now, Ethereum trading at um, 300 bucks up so we it's more than um a double up on the cdps themselves you know what i mean uh brother tim if you can't share this to the DeFi group brother tim or somebody that's from DeFi, anybody that's in DeFi, if y'all can't share this to the group share, share this video to the group anybody that's in DeFi, if you can real quick thank you brother polo what's going on miss blake peace All right, so I'm good on YouTube. I'm good on Facebook. Let's get into the first story. First story coming in from Cointelegraph entitled, Key Bitcoin Price Indicator Suggests 21000 Fair Value by End of 2019. Interesting. The Bitcoin price is unlikely to break 40000 in 2019. Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast host Trace Meyer declared as part of a new analysis on June 24th. Okay, now we know what things are not going to happen and what are going to happen by certain dates. Uploading fresh readings from his price forecasting tool, the mayor multiple, the serial, com- the serial commentator and Bitcoin proponent said that current trajectory should favor an end-of-year Bitcoin price of around 21000 This, while below the estimates of other industry figures, such as Fundstrat's Tom Lee, still places the largest cryptocurrency ahead of its record high set in December of 2017. The mayor multiple is a calculation achieved by dividing the current Bitcoin price by its 200-day moving average, currently at $2.09. Wait, what? The metric has only seen higher readings of 14.79% of the time, meaning that a giant leap to 40,000 in particular is unwarranted. We're not currently at 209. Hmm. Anyways, very low. I'll have to two hundred nine percent. Maybe it's calculations read by dividing the current Bitcoin price by its two hundred day moving average. Average, the two hundred day moving average is currently currently at two hundred nine. The metric has seen higher readings, fourteen point seventy nine percent of the time. Okay, um, very low probability of forty k in a few months. Mayor summarized, as Coin Telegraph reported, Bitcoin succeeded in retaking the ten thousand dollar barrier late last week, only to go on past eleven thousand within twenty four hours. The performance valued analysts, many of whom considered 10000 to be a watershed moment. Investors waiting on the sidelines, they argued, would jump on board once five figures were reached, triggering a snowball upward price effect. At press time Monday, markets were nonetheless taking a break from bullish mo- uh, movement. BTC versus USD settling at around 10850 For the rest of the year and beyond, however, the mayor multiple considers moving through 15000 21000 and then 30500 to be probable. The first of these would nonetheless be overvalued should it hit in December, excuse me, September, 
but thereafter, Bitcoin would find its price niche. June 2020 should trigger the 30,000 plus Bitcoin, roughly a month after the next block reward size halving event. Family, these numbers are not fabricated. They're not, you know, oh, this is impossible. This is crypto. Welcome to the new money matrix. You know what I mean? Um, I'm seeing 80,000. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I don't understand why you, well, we might not see it. Let me say this. We may not see it, but our children, maybe even our children's children will see a $100 million um, unit of measurement per Bitcoin, meaning that each Satoshi will then be worth $1. Watch what I tell y'all. We may see it in our lifetime. I don't know. But that's what I see it being. I see that being the financial unit of measurement, even though it's, you know, the dollar, blah, 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 blah. That stuff don't matter. Right now, somewhere in the world, Bitcoin is one million of somebody's dollar. That's all you got to really comprehend. It's not because we, we, we got to get out of this mindset that everything is based on dollars. Like, yeah, it's a million bucks. Like a million bucks is only a million bucks in, in America. Like y'all do understand that, right? A Federal Reserve note is only one hundred or one million dollars USD because it's not a dollar anywhere else. They don't have dollars. They got francs. They got euros. They got pounds. You understand what I mean? We gotta understand that a dollar is not world. Yeah, I don't even, yeah. forget that though. But um, that's going into a whole nother whole nother conversation. Um, next story coming up: a mon- monumental fight over Facebook's currency is coming. Um, what are some of y'all thoughts on Libra, global coin? What is what are some of y'all thoughts? Let me know what some of y'all thoughts are for the viewers right now. Let me know if we got any questions before going forward. Do we got any type of questions? Let me know if we got any type of questions moving forward. I got any more uh, viewers on YouTube? Oh, well, we low on YouTube today. Let me go share this. I forgot. I did forget to share it though. Truth be told, I did forget to share it. So. Let me go share this on uh, Instagram real quick. Let them know I am live. Just to let them know I am live. There we go. Family, if y'all can, please share this out on IG, um, Twitter, Instagram, if you can. This is the information that people need to see if they're looking to jump into cryptocurrency, not just, you know. Just asking questions, um, you know, by way of, uh, of DM or um, DM or... Or inbox, you know what I mean? Come through and ask the questions. That way I can actually show and tell. You know, I'll be able to show and tell a lot of individuals. More so than them just checking out the, uh, yep, there we go. You know, just asking through, through uh, Libra will help bring mass adoption faster because of their audience. That's the only plus to me. It's the LG. What's going on, Miss Lisa? How are we doing? Right, 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 right. That is one of the uh, one of the uh, pluses that it is going to bring about mass adoption. It should bring about mass adoption. It will aid. Let me say this: it will aid in bringing about mass adoption because it, in and of itself, is not going to be the end all, tell all. But it will be an aid. It will be an aid. I will give it that. 
There we go. So, let's get into the story. Given how slowly Washington lawmakers have taken to devise a coherent, informed view of cryptocurrency, the chair of the House Financial Services Committee's rapid leap to action last week over Facebook's ambitious Libra project was remarkably fast. But let's reflect not on the details of Representative Maxine Waters' urgent request that Facebook to cease work on Libra until after hearings are held or on how European lawmakers made similar appeals. The important takeaway from these legislators' actions is that they are able to make such demands at all, since this is not the case with truly decentralized projects. Mm. Interesting opening. Very interesting opening. Unlike with Bitcoin, representatives in Congress can directly identify and talk to the people in charge of the Libra project. That's a blow to the face right there if y'all caught it. Unlike Bitcoin, representatives in Congress can directly identify and talk to people in charge of the Libra project. Right? So they can holler at these people. Right? Um, they can subpoena them and thus, and thus pressure them. They might start with David Marcus, head of Facebook's subsidiary Calibra, but ultimately it's Facebook. CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who will give lawmakers the greatest leverage. In this case, the buck stops with Zuck. Now imagine a congressional leader calling for a halt in Bitcoin development. Who exactly are they going to pressure to who are they, who are they going to pressure to end an open source project involving millions of globally spread, mostly unidentifiable developers, miners, and users? This distraction between one project with a single identifiable authority figure and another whose governance is distributed and leaderless with a founder who has never revealed their identity goes to the heart of a crypto community critique that the social media giant's initiative is not censorship resistant. When there's someone in charge, an interested party, a policymaker, a banker, a regulator, a stakeholder, all statuses, can lean on them to make changes. And when the blockchain consensus model is based on a club-like permission membership, a coordinated effort to alter or censor, the ledger is always possible. And if the ledger or its software can be altered by this pressure, the Libra platform can't unconditionally promise to, op to support open, unfettered access for users and a permissionless innovation environment for developers. Let's be clear. Libra's designers have thought deeply about how to protect their project from Facebook itself both in a real sense and that of public perception. In its commitment to decentralization, the team has put the code under an open source license, handed the network's governance authority to a separate Swiss-based foundation, trust, bought in 27 external partners to work alongside Facebook as independent permission nodes in the network, and verbally committed to transition to a permissionless model over time. There is a structure and roadmap in place for Libra to grow and survive regardless of its genesis as a Facebook project. All that's fine, but we're still at the genesis phase. One that is, and will for some time, hinge on the centrality of a particularly powerful company. The culture problem. At the risk of staking the obvious, Marcus and his team are paid by Facebook. Follow the money, as they say, but also follow the code. The Libra's protocol, all important source code, is now open source, but it was conceived and gestured, or gestated, excuse me, inside Facebook. So whether the project managers and programmers resist or not, 
the culture of that organization will inherently feed into Libra's design priorities. The elephant in this room is a drumbeat of recent news, and it is a drumbeat of recent news has revealed Facebook's corporate culture to be profoundly toxic. The company's model of surveillance capitalism has turned users into pawns in a global game of data manipulation, cultivated echo chambers of narrow-mindedness, done irreparable harm to the worthy cause of journalism, and deeply undermined our democracy. Understand what a democracy is before you want to be claiming that, though. Um, this I'd rather have a republic. Um, this legacy is the unavoidable... Understand the difference between the two before you jump the gun to what I said. The, le- the legacy is the unavoidable reason why people, including lawmakers, are alarmed that Facebook might be on the verge of creating a new international model for money and payments. Rightly or wrongly, there's a fox in the hen house optic here that's unhelpful. Wharton, we got liquidated longs. We got longs being liquidated at 10-8. Um, Wharton professor Kevin Werbeck argued in the New York Times this week that Facebook Libra is a bold effort to win back public trust by leveraging the accountability ingrained in blockchain technology. But at the project's genesis phase, with no choice but to trust Facebook's early input, the legacy of prior mistrust could easily become a huge barrier to its progress. Remember, this is the company that sells all your data. We should support Libra, not Facebook. Notwithstanding all the above, I actually want Libra to succeed. Note, I also want Facebook to die. <laughs> That's not a contradiction. Contradiction. Those two outcomes can and should be separate. In fact, it's the nub of the issue. The Libra team has set its sights on achieving financial inclusion for 2 billion adults worldwide who don't have bank accounts. 2 billion? Think about this. There's not one bank in the whole world that has 2 billion clients. Think about that. It's a noble goal, and they are going about it in an intelligent way. From a truly international, cross-border, cross-currency perspective, Bring all those people into the international economy, and the payoffs could be huge for them and for the rest of us. And let's face it, Bitcoin has dismally failed to live up to its advocates' promises of a financial inclusion solution. Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies' impact on the $800 billion global remittances market is puny. Sure, uptake could rise if the off-chain Lightning Network lives up to its promise to enable larger-scale transaction processing. If stablecoin projects resolve Bitcoin's volatility problem, and if new encryption solutions can improve both security and user experience with crypto wallets. But these solutions will take time. We need to act now. In the end, it's not at all clear that global person-to-person payments are a viable use case for Bitcoin. Perhaps because too many hodling perspectives, excuse me, speculators crowd all the, all the spenders out. And of course, no other payments-focused cryptocurrency has put a big enough dent in the remittance market. So perhaps the recipe for a global broadening in payments lies with a cross-border, low-volatility international stablecoin backed by a basket of leading fiat currencies and developed with formidable programming and marketing resources of 28 tech and financial giants. Also, when you combine Facebook's, Instagram, and WhatsApp's user account, the number of the potential wallets runs to $4 billion. It goes to that number four, lucky number. Global network effects instantly. Four billion. Now we just went from two and doubled ourselves up, and now we got four billion bank accounts. This is what not just the United States, the European Union, as well as other world powers are fearful of, or I'm going to say cautious of. 
the outlook at Facebook that this thing that is looked at as, you know, this, you know, I mean, let me not even say that because we look at it as, as that. I'm going to tell you something. The government, see, yeah, let me leave all that shit alone. But, um, yeah, all other things being equal, that is, if we ignore for now the genesis problem of Libra inheriting Facebook's toxic roots, one could also argue that a permissioned corporate network is the best approach for the Libra blockchain in place of a fully open permissionless chain such as Bitcoins or Ethereum's. The heavy lifting needed for early global traction, the software development, the marketing effect, effort, and the public policy outreach requires that significant corporate resources be deployed in a targeted, coordinated manner that's a hard for open source blockchain communities to achieve. There are efficiency advantages to, to be had from centralization. Over time, as the project grows, Libra hopes to expand the consortium. That could undermine the coordination efficiency, but in a classic centralization versus decentralization trade-off, the addition of new members, more NGOs, some banks, a workers' union perhaps, and some public pension funds, which will achieve greater diversity and lower collusion capacity, is far from perfect, but the time transition brings things closer to censorship resistant at a time in the future when it will matter, if they get there. What this means for Bitcoin and crypto? As an aside... I also believe Libra's success will be a positive for Bitcoin. In the past week's price, action suggests that the market sees the same. Here's why. Currently, the one value position, proposition that holds well for Bitcoin is that it will be a more liquid, digitally up-to-date, risk-hedging vehicle than gold when people need to preserve value on something immune from political and institutional risk. Please be mindful of the words that are used in this article. And as they come out of my mouth, for those that may be listening. That argument could be enhanced if Libra succeeds in converting billions of people to digital payment wallets. Because it will more broadly establish the powerful, excuse me, the power of the blockchain-based digital money as a way of the future. At the same time, because of its genesis as a Facebook-initiated permission system, Libra will not shake the perception of being prone to political, i.e. censorship risk. For many, then... Bitcoin, a.k.a. digital gold, will become the obvious alternative. The currency basket-backed Libra token is, however, a real competitor to other reserve-backed crypto tokens such as USDC, issued by the Center Coalition initially formed by Circle and Coinbase, GUF Gemini, uh, GUSD Gemini stablecoin, and PAX from Paxos. But we can't, well, we can't imagine events working in the latter's favor. Developing countries like India, for example... <sighs> Which is real interesting. I'm going to show you all the story I was just reading. Um, for example, may become hostile to a new currency entering circulation that sucks demand away from their local currencies. But they will be more accepting of a digital dollar, given the greenback already circulates in their economies. Users also might be happier holding tokens pegged to single sovereign currencies <laughs> rather than a hard measure basket. And if concerns about centralized control undermines trust in Libra or limits innovation... The fact that these tokens are built on truly permissionless blockchains make them more appealing, even if you still have to trust the reserve holder to guarantee the price stability. Whatever happens, the world of money flows in mind blowing is the money flows is mind blowingly huge. There are six trillion dollars a day in foreign exchange transactions alone, and they're they're speaking on six trillion in uh, United States dollars. So mind you, that's totally different in other currencies. That could be a hundred trillion in you know just. Always, always be mindful of this, family. When we speak of dollars, USD, it is just a 
financial, no, a measurement, a financial measurement. It's a unit of financial measurement. That's all it is. It's just a measurement. It just measures the amount of this balance or this checks, this writing it off on this balance sheet is going to cost or take for you to move one item to the next. That's it. So that's why cryptocurrency is so interesting to me. Once I started to study money, I started to see that this is the true definition of what cryptocurrency is. Because money is not dollars. It's not cash. When you give somebody a dollar, unless it's unregulated commerce like what we see at the um, at many flea markets. But anything that's government regulated, such as a store, um, I'll use Best Buy for instance. When you go, everything is on a checks and balance system. So all the items that are shipped to Best Buy... Even though it's already been prepaid for, because we're two twenty-two trillion in debt or wherever we are, you know what I'm saying? It's still on a a, a a balance system. So when you go and give them Federal Reserve notes or write a check or use a credit card, which is just digital currency, all that's happening is there are numbers moving from one place to another. That means the dollars you give them, i.e., the money, is just a physical representation of those digits being moved. So what you're really doing is getting a free TV, and they're just taking the dollars saying, okay, move these digits from here to there. This verifies the transaction that was made. That's all money is, y'all. It's just a medium of exchange. I mean, and I don't know, it'll be hard for it. Ugh, man. But that's all money is. The project capacity to foster, uh, what did I leave off? Okay. Is that what GDUSD? Okay. The bigger risk is not that Libra succeeds and enriches Mark Zuckerberg even more, but that neither Libra nor uh, one of its crypto competitors ever succeeds in breaking down the barriers to economic participation. Financial exclusion breeds poverty, which in turn breeds terrorism and war. That's a hard statement. Financial exclusion. Financial exclusion, which is what's been going on for the past 30, 40 years, meaning while we was getting rich or trying uh get rich or die trying, and all that cash was everything around me bullshit, we're being excluded from the actual financial instruments that are being utilized to grow other individuals' wealth. So that bred poverty, poverty, excuse me, which turns into domestic terrorism within our neighborhoods on one another, and then all-out war between different factions, different nations, different tribes. See how all this breaks down? It's all built on the backs of economic and financial literacy to know what's going on anyways if we assume that the technology if it isn't yet ready will ultimately get there then the biggest threat is to that is from a policy mistake the sub the subtext of both waters statements and those of european lawmakers was that the private exchange systems can't be allowed to replace national currencies this is one hell of a uh, article right here. I like this article. It's one hell of an article. Um, where I leave off at? Ah, oh, it ratified by enough countries that could curtail the free flow of cryptocurrency among addresses that haven't been through a bank-like know your customer process. That's KYC. If if you ever heard hear or see the term KYC, just know this is what it is. In other words, it could pose a real barrier to Libras and anyone else's dream of financial inclusion for the unbanked. The bottom line, the Libra team has work cut out, and we all have a lot riding on it. The project's representatives must face the reality that, for now at least, the buck stops with Zuck, and that regulators will use that against them. 
We should all wish them success in trying to convince policymakers that an open system global financial transaction is important. It's encouraging that the Bank of England is taking an open-minded view, proposing that tech companies like Libra be allowed to access funds directly from central banks. <laughs> surprise, surprise, the Bank of England. Surprise, surprise. They see the big picture, huh? Now remember, <laughs> that's why you got to know history. Remember when America, or the, no, let me not say America. Remember when the United States had the Revolutionary War and who they were going against? Wasn't it England? Don't we understand that a lot of wars that have been fought throughout this, uh, you know, lifespan of these countries and stuff, like a lot of this shit still goes on. Y'all think all that shit you read in history books is like a fairy tale? Oh, yeah, that happened, blah, 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 and it's just over with now. We sit back, watch TV, and eat Happy Meals or whatever the case may be, and shit's just all good. And we really got to open up our eyes to what's really going on around the world right now. There's still a lot of, a lot of feuds, a lot of war going on in-house. I mean, look what's going on with the U.S. right now. You got in-house, uh, you really have a, uh, a civil war going on right now. Is that a civil war? It's in-house, I believe. Where you got one part of the government fighting the other part. Really three parts if you really, uh, really want to look at it because even the Republican form, they're fighting in-house and then the Republican and Democrat, man, it's just crazy. But just seeing them saying that England was like, hey, look, let's roll with it. And this is who we broke. Remember, remember why the U.S. broke away from England? Because they said that they were coming over here trying to tax they said there should be no taxation without representation. Right? That was the whole thing. <laughs> we break, supposedly break away tax, and then they come over here and tax the, the U.S. 14th Amendment citizens. <laughs> Shit's crazy. Um, yeah, I think that's enough of that article, though. Real interesting. Nah, let me keep reading, because they got some interesting things. Um, let me see. If ratified by enough countries that could curtail the free flow of cryptocurrency among addresses that haven't been through a bank-like know-your-customer process, in other words, it could pose a real barrier to Libras and everyone else's dream of financial inclusion for the unbanked. Uh, okay, we read all that. You should wish some success in trying to convince policymakers that an open system global financial... Okay, this is the thing. Number one, they still ask them. You're begging. You're asking for permission. You're begging. Can we please do this? Can we please do that? Like... How many of you really, really, really think you was born to come into this world to have somebody put a lock and key around your neck and tell you any and everything you can and can't do? Like, y'all see how animals free as shit? Ain't no jaywalking, ain't no uh, air restriction, none of that. Man, they put those restrictions on, on, on. Yeah. Anyways. By the time the same token must be vigilant against corporate power that could easily convert this important project into something more sinister. Facebook's own history is a reminder of the risk we face. I wish it were a different company running with the ball right now. But since it's not, the need for all of us have to take a direct interest in this project is even greater. We must demand that our representatives provide clear-headed. No, we got to start putting people in position that we know we can have them do what we want them to do. Not beg and ask. We hope this person does this. Uh, start keeping my personal feelings about the government shit away from this uh, crypto stuff. But it's not blah, 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 blah. It's one long-ass article. Let me see. Oh, that's the end of it. All right. Um, the bottom line, blah, 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 Bank of England. I wish it were a different company running with the ball right now, but since it's not, the need for all of us to take a direct interest in the project is even greater. We must demand that our representatives provide clear-headed, informed oversight that holds corporations like this to account and curtails the monopolizing powers. But we should also expect smart, open-minded regulation that encourages companies to compete and innovate in an open system that creates opportunities for everyone on this planet. 
I might go back and do a whole review of this story again and break down my personal feelings on everything on the podcast. I may do that. But, um, yeah, one hell of a story, family. Take it for what it is. Now, in grander news, in grander news, shared by my brother um, D. Duncan, coming through with an alley-oop, Digics, gold token, partners with WISP, allowing payroll and DGX tokens. Now, interestingly, that these two partnered up, and for anybody that does tune in to my New Money Matrix podcast, you can definitely uh, check out. It's, it's, it's crazy because I, I released two of these stories, right? As you look on my podcast, the digital tokenization of gold was released February 19, 2019. Damn, at 2.10 a.m. I was up on some other. I'm telling you, I'll be up all day, every day. Um, only 32 plays, though. Um, but it was February 19th, right? Then I came right back around. April 20th and bought you Payroll 2.0, Wisp.money. No hassle, globalized payroll. Wisp, which is a payroll protocol built on Ethereum, is easier, faster, and cheaper than legacy payroll service providers. The future of decentralized uh, financing. Now, this one's got 57 total uh, plays. That's good. Let me see episode performance. How it stacks up. DeFi, DragonX, Crypto and Coffee. Yeah, these are definitely must must. You gotta go go and listen to these families. I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. If all this shit just disappears and, and erased, it, man, people, man, I'll be sick. Even though I got all the information in my head, but it's so much. I need to I need to put all this on flash drive. There's so much information on these podcasts, on these YouTube videos I share. But anyways, let's get into the story. Um, for those that don't know, Digits is a um digital token that is a physical representation to one gram of gold. It has never deviated from that price. Um. It's actually back one for one. And the gold reserves. Who is this? Once reduced, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't. Alright. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen to the listen to the podcast. And I got like three or four videos on Digix and DGD. Check them out. Um anyway. So the story. Oh, hold on. Getting a little re- uh let me see. Getting a little resistance here. Let me know if y'all can still hear me. Let me know if y'all can still hear me. Let me know if y'all can uh Let me know if it's skipping or anything. Let me know if it's skipping, y'all. Cause I think I'm getting some resistance over here as far as the video, uh as far as my page is loading up. So y'all, if y'all can, let me know if it's skipping. H Boogie, what's going on? Marcus Mills, peace. Bought you some DGX? Cool, cool. No skipping on YouTube. Now, I want individuals to know, DGX is just like gold. It is not where you put money if you want to see money grow. It is a store of value. That means when there is financial uncertainty in the market, the money goes to gold. Understand this. You don't buy gold to get rich. Let me say it like this. A store of value is something that you hold that the currencies of the jurisdiction in which you lie are hedged against that it fluctuates in a volatile motion in an upwards and downwards rate. But the store of value should always have a certain store to whereas if you hold a certain amount of wealth, 
and the national currency is dwindling, this is where you would put your funds because it is because it is a hedge against that currency that may be going down in value. Do we understand? Do we understand? So, in saying that, in saying that, when you look at digits, you look at digits as a store of value. That's why they're using it for a payment. I mean, I haven't even gotten to this story yet. I haven't even read it. It's just off my what I'm thinking about. You know what I'm saying? It's just what I'm thinking about. Hold on, y'all. So, always remember that. Always remember that. Always remember that. Gold is a store of value. Y'all got to understand the words that, that are being used. Um... Even though it's been on the rise. Even though it's been on the rise. But let's get into the story. Digix, the physically backed asset company on Ethereum, has recently collaborated with Wisp, a crypto payroll and bookkeeping solution to allow companies to pay their employees with Digix tokens, DGX or DGD, and other ERC20 tokens. In fact, let me see the story that Brother D. Duncan shared also. Let me see if I can find that one. Hold on. Because I think you shared the story from uh, Medium, and I love Medium in all actuality, Brother Duncan. I love Medium. Let me see if I can find your story real quick. Brother D. Duncan coming with the alley-oop this morning. That's what I like. Let me see. Brother D. Duncan. Brother D. Duncan. Where your page at? There goes that 44. D. Duncan, me and you got 144 mutual friends. That's 144 mutual friends. And then 4 and 4 is 8, plus 1 is 9, which is the number of completion. For anybody that's in any type of numerology. Let me see. Where is that story at? Where's that story at, Brother Duncan? I don't see it here. Maybe you just shared it. Or you shared it not too long ago, rather. Can't seem to find that story. Let me see. Okay, this may be it right here. Oh, yeah, this is Digix's uh, page right here. Alright, so... This is June 19, 2019. This is straight from the Digix page. From providing payment accessibility and heightened security for customers, Digix has recently collaborated with WISP to allow companies pay their employees on Ethereum with Digix Gold tokens, DGX or DGD, and other ERC20 tokens. Like, man, y'all really, do we not, not, not understand, understand and understand what is going on in the world right now in front of our face? And we're still allowing individuals to give us paper rectangles. In the form of value for our hard labor, sweat, and equity. I would rather get Digix tokens. Uh, Digix, the world's first smart asset company, currently has two products, DGX and DGD. Once again, Digix, the world's first, first, mind you again, first smart asset company. 
currently has two products, DGX, which is the actual Digix Gold token, and DGD, which is the governance token. The core product of Digix, DGX, is gold-backed tokens that are built on the perks of the blockchain technology. Each DGX token represents one gram of investment-grade gold, which are held in votes out of Singapore and Canada, right above us. DGD is the governance token for Digix DAO, which is DEO, which is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. DGD holders are able to participate in the building of Digix and DGX ecosystem through submission or proposals and applying for grants for projects. With risk payroll on Ethereum, companies or vendors can directly pay its employees directly in DGX, DGD, or any ERC-20 tokens, eliminating the middleman. Hey, fuck, man. I ain't giving these people the flux out here. Y'all don't even know it. WISP has provided a payroll solution which is fast, easy to use, affordable, bingo, no KYC required, and provides financial freedom. Employees will be free to choose how, when, and where they gain access to their money. Additionally, WISP manages the record keeping and users, users can conveniently export payment records in CSV format for their record keeping purposes. <laughs> oh, that was a quick, quick read. Let's see what they got to say over here in the story. Once again, these are available on my um, podcast. You can go check them out as introductions. The core product is Digix, which is a go-back token built on Ethereum, yada, 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 proposal, yada, yada, yada. It's the same story from, uh, it is, it's the same damn, they took the same story from uh, Medium. They bogus. That's plagiarism, ain't it? Something like that. But, um, yeah, this is what's going on right now. So, um, let me see what time we got right now on the podcast. I think I may be, I think I may be up for an hour. Okay, we got 40 minutes. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of these cryptos. Let's see. Let's check out. Let's go to Live Coin Watch. Let's use let's use Live Coin Watch. Do we got any questions or comments, family? That is the first half of Coffee and Crypto with the Bitcoin Block Bully New Money Matrix Mondays. This week in crypto, BTC up to seven. Let me see. Back. Man, I'm telling y'all, people, some people sleep. All right, so let's see what we're looking at over here. Let's see what our market cap's looking like. Let me see if I got any questions or comments leading into the second half of the show. Let me see if we got any questions or comments out there. Brother Winston, what's going on? Peace, peace, peace. Grand Rising. All right, so we got um, circulating market cap three hundred and twenty-four billion eight hundred and ninety-six million three hundred. Oh, let me switch this over. Let's do thirty seconds. That should be cool. All right, so right now we got a circulating market cap of three hundred and twenty-four billion nine hundred and seventy-one million twenty-five thousand seven hundred and ninety-eight dollars. We got a twenty-four hour volume of twenty-six um, billion eight hundred and thirty million. 
Damn, $26 billion in the last 24 hours. $830,526,778. We got a BTC dominance right now, 59.41%. Coming in number one, we got Big Bang Hank. Bitcoin trading at $10,863, up 1.8% within the last 24. Coming in number two, we got Ethereum at $308.21, down 0.1% within the last 24. Coming in number three, we got Ripple trading at $0.46, cents, down 1.8% within the last 24. Coming in number four, we got Litecoin trading at $134. Down from the high of 141. That was a damn nice short. Down 3.5% within the last 24. Coming in number five, we got Bitcoin Cash trading at $469, up 2.14. No, excuse me. Down 2.14% within the last 24. Coming in number six, we got EOS trading at $7.17, down 2.39%. Coming in number seven, we got Binance Coin BNB trading at $37, down 2% within the last 24, though it's up 0.2% within the last hour. Coming in number eight, we got Bitcoin SV trading at $233.77, down 1.8% within the last 24, 1.5% within the last hour. Coming in number nine, we got Tether trading at $0.99, cent, um, which is the cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar. Coming in at number 10, we got Tron trading at $0.03, cent, down 5.5% within the last 24, 0.2% within the last hour. Coming in at number 11, we got Cardano trading at $0.09. Cent. Wait, what did I just say? Tron up 5.5%. I don't know if I said that. But it's up 5.5% and 0.2% within the last hour. Now, I'm going to tell you what the majority of newbies will do. The majority of newbies will look at this list and go buy Tron. Because they want to catch a train that's already going up. You understand what I mean? They want to catch a ride that's halfway wherever they, they want to go. Instead of getting on at the station where the train stops and everybody else loads up at with the smart investors. You understand what I mean? They'll look at all this chart and see Tron and be like, oh, shit, I'm going to go buy Tron. Tron's up. Wrong thoughts, family. Wrong thoughts. It's not how you want to think. Not how you want to think. Coming in number 11, we got Cardano trading at 9 cent, down 1 point, excuse me, up 1.8% within the last 24, down 1.1% within the last hour. Coming in number 12, we got Stella trading at 12 cent, down 1.5% within the last 24 hours, up 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number 13, we got Monero trading at $115.80, point 40, up 0.44% within the last 24 hours, and 0.44, I like that. Damn, Monero's $115, I just noticed what I said. Who remembers Monero being 44 bucks? Who remembers Monero being $44? Brother Kennedy, I know you do. Coming in number 14, Eunice said Leo. <laughs> Leo, hailing to Caesar with his Caesars. Uh, trading at $1.89 right now, up 2% within the last hour, down 1.18% within the last 24. Um, for those that are Bit Patreon members, check out that Bit Patreon. I just did an updated video last night at 2 in the morning, was it? Yeah, I did one last night, like 2 in the morning. Updated video for Bit Patreon subscription members, that is. Excuse me, subscription members. We hit uh, three of our targets so far. We're on to our fourth target right now on one of our uh, chosen tokens. So check out that update if you have not yet. Coming in number 15, we got Dash. I got $175, up 0.6% within the last 24, 0.05% within the last hour. Coming in, and for those that don't know, I do have a uh, Bit Patreon page. Which is a step forward in decentralization. Y'all can use Patreon. I use BitPatreon. As we can see, I have a total of four subscribers right now. One pending transaction. So yeah, this right here is the latest one. Uh, 10.53 p.m. But we got to understand that this is UTC time. Let me see where we leave off at. Dash, Cosmos at 668. Cosmos, man, Cosmos was a monster. 
Uh, Iota right now at $0.45. Cents. People are going to sleep on this $0.45 cent Iota. Neo. Neo was $4, $5, $8, $10, $17.68. I'm going to tell you something. People will go buy this right now. Well, I mean, I guess that's not, I guess if you've been in this space for a while and been sleeping on it, I guess I'll be talking to Because I don't want to chastise. If somebody said I was chastising people when I said, uh... I'm going to stop trying to beg people to make money and beg people to get into cryptocurrency. Because I've been doing that for damn near two years. If you look at it, I've been trying to like really beg people like, man, look at this stuff. Get this stuff. Please use this stuff. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Like smacking people in the face. It's like I'm running after people throwing bitcoins at them. Trying to make them take it and they just keep running. Now, I've just been running after people for the past two years. Every once in a while, somebody will turn around, actually pick the bitcoin up. And then start running after people with me and they're throwing Bitcoins at people. Because everyone that comes into knowledge of this wants to start telling everybody else about it just like I do. So you initially, this is what we're doing and we don't even understand it. We're begging, not begging. We're trying to get people to understand that eh, it don't matter. Uh, Neo, that $17.69, up 3.6% within the last 24. Coming in number 19, we got Ethereum Classic, another monster who people going to sleep on. $9.21 Ethereum. I remember swing trading Ethereum between 20 and 40 bucks, back and forth in the good old days. Coming in number 20, we got Neem, last but not least, at 9 cent. And I said I was going to do the top 10, but hey, let's see who the biggest gainers, biggest losers are real quick. Do we got any questions or comments, family? Any questions or comments? Take, take heed to some of these biggest losers that we have right now. This is the list. Where theoretically speaking, the individual will want to come and look for, you know, the next next entries. You understand what I mean? Neo, when it's final, will be a top four coin. My man, Peter Grimes, what's going on? Grand Rising, my brother. Peace, peace, peace. Salute. Alpheus, uh, brother Alpheus, welcome. I think it's the first time I've ever seen you uh, tuned in. Welcome. Um... Biggest losers, we got Verge, Walden, KuCoin, Shares, Nodes, Komodo, Mavesave, Crypto.com, which is Crow, OX, Pundiex, Cosmos. Pay attention to these, these biggest losers right here. Cosmos is already starting to um, come back to life, up 0.3. Verge is coming back, up 1.4%. So imagine an investment portfolio where you get 1% yearly. Verge just bought you back 1.45% in an hour. And it's only uh, not even a penny. <laughs> not even a penny right now. So uh, we got Cosmos, Litecoin, Tezos, Nano, Maker, Bitem, Iota, Neem, Zcash, Holo. Let's look at the biggest gainers. Remember, this is what you come look for to see who the biggest losers are. You can damn near, let me not put that out there, but you can utilize this to your, to your advantage. Let's see who the biggest winners are. Lamba. Hedge trade, oh my god, this thing has been going to the moon, man. Hey, Mo, if you're watching right now, law, I gave you a good one, boy. <laughs> hey, I gave you a good one, man. Uh, hedge trade right now, $33.31, I mean, up 33.31%. Holy man, it's, let me show y'all hedge. And I shared hedge with y'all a couple months ago. I shared hedge with y'all a couple of months ago. Let me show y'all just what this, what this coin's been doing. And what happened with this was when I bought it, I bought it on Bancor. Not long after I bought it, they delisted it because something happened where they got hacked and they closed down. You're going to see it in the uh, actual um, chart where they, where they got hacked and it closed down. And I was just sitting on them because I couldn't trade them or anything, so I just sat on them. 
I think I may have sent some to, any, some, for, uh, to some individuals. Let me see. Let me show y'all this day chart on Hedge. Man, look at that thing. Monster. This right here is where they got hacked. And they just, I'm talking about crash. And then they open back up. This is six cents. Right now it's 60 cents. This was May 21st. Right now it's up 800%. 800%. Holy shit. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I gave mine away to one of my guys, man, who was just getting into the uh, space. I gave them to him. And it was... <laughs> It was down around here. He called me. He like, bro, this stuff. And when he, when he was telling me, I'm like, man, no way your account jumped up that much. I'm like, you must be tripping on what I gave you. He's like, nah, I remember what you gave me. But yeah. So I don't even have any hedge trade anymore. I gave it all to my homie. You know what I'm saying? But hey, that's what we do. So um, EDU was up. EDU care. Nexo. A Eternity, Nebulous Token, BitShares, Decred, iOS Token, Odom, Tron, Omas Gold, Mona. GX, GXS been running crazy, which is available on the Dragon X exchange market. Theta, Raven's coming back to life up 1.13%. Green up 0.5%. Mixing up 0.7%. And so on and so on and so on. Family, with that being said... Let's go take a look at the charts real quick. Let's take a look at the charts real quick. I ain't going to spend too much time on these charts, though. Let me see how much time we got left. Okay, we got about five minutes left. New Money Matrix podcast. I'm going to make this a quick one. Any any coin requests out there? Are there any coin requests on any side? Any coin requests on either side from anybody? Any any coin requests on either side from anybody? Any coin requests on either side from anybody? That's good. We've broken our median. We've broken our middle channel. That's very good. Let me check out YouTube. See if we got any coin requests. Once I add the CDP, what's the next move? What you mean? Uh, see my TRX and ADA up. Yep. Brother Kennedy, what's going on? I mean, ask how likely is it? 75, 75 Satoshi fame. Pundi X, 75 sats. Where we at right now? 75 sats is nowhere near unlikely. Let's take a look at Pundi X. We got to remember where Pundi X came from. You know, I like to like, look at it versus Ethereum. And this is why you have to take advantage of the pumps and not get too happy. Look at that. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I hope y'all sold up here. I hope nobody let that thing do that historical rise and, and give back that it gave and then just sat in it like, oh, it's going to keep going up or didn't set a stop limit. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I mean, this is the thing y'all got to realize also. Pundi X is done giving out the airdrops. So you don't, have to, you don't have to sit in it anymore. You know what I mean? You can set stop limits and buy back. Uh, well, depending on what, uh, yeah, depending on what platform you're using. But um, if you're able to set stop limits and re-enter at a lower price. 
So this is the thing to keep in mind about Pundi X. We still never broke. Look at look at this downsloping trend we were in. We still never broke out of it. We attempted to right here, but we weren't able to uh break out of the seven eight six. Look at the seven eight six right here. We were not able to break it whatsoever. So, but can Pundi X go to seventy five Satoshi's? In my personal opinion, let's go take a look at Binance versus Bitcoin real quick. Look at a weekly. Can it go to seventy five? Yeah, it was there before. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a, a, a shit coin. So, do I believe it can come right back here? Yes, I can. You'll be surprised how fast it can come here. In fact, let's set this here seventy five sats. That's our target. I was in, I was in, in Pundiac when it was a penny. I remember. 700, 800% right there. And you was on point with that one, Brother Kennedy. 444. 6, 12, 13. 3 and 1 is 4. So we got 4, 4, 4, 4. And then 4, 4, 4, 4 is 16. 6 and 1 is 7. That's my circle 7. With that being said, oh, let me see if we got any more coin requests. I was about to end the show. See if we got any coin requests. Long term, what? Hell yeah. We don't buy green candlesticks. Right, right, right. Peace, brother. Do you have a video showing how to get started buying Bitcoin? Yep, I do. I got an ATM video that's got like 14,000 views on it um, at the beginning of my crypto uh, Chicago Crypto Hustler video. And then I got on Cryptonomic Console how to uh, utilize Coinbase, I think. But um, you can use Cash App. Louis Charles, you can use Cash App. You can buy Bitcoin directly off of Cash App. Let's see, he said FTM. Let's take a look at FTM coin. Bat. Aeon is talked about a lot from Crypto Insider. So let's take a look at Aeon. What was it? Um, what was the first one? Uh, FTM, Aeon, and then... Uh, no, FTM, Bat, and then Aeon. FTM still in the slow, down sloping uh, downtrend. Hasn't found a bottom yet. Get away for uh, get away for FTM to find a bottom before you enter. Before you even think about entering, this right here could have been considered the bottom, but then they got invalidated. You had some nice move to the upside. You could have took profit. Um, right now, this could have been the bottom. Got got invalidated. So now we have what? This is versus tether. I mean, you could try to treat this as the bottom, but there's no guarantee that this is the bottom. So, you know, um, I mean, with stuff like this, you can play it real close. Was that a 2% loss?
So you can play for a two percent loss for an eight percent gain if you wanted to. Entry at two two eight six. Stop limit at two two four one or below. You know if you think this is the bottom. Um, like I said, it hasn't it hasn't made a solid bottom yet though. You know what I mean? So um, with coins that this is just dropped. You know what I mean? That are brand new. You gotta let them play out, find a rhythm. Um, let's see, bat. What do I have? No, not this one. We'll dig that. This is what I mean by support and resistance. You see how we had a swing high, a swing low to a swing high, and then we had a retracement down to about our 50% blast off, came back down, 38% blast off. But look where our floor is, that previous high that we had. Damn, look at this head and shoulders I called. Hold on. I see that. Eh, kind of off, but played out. Oh, no, hold on. Okay, I was... Let me see. Yeah, I ain't gonna call it a head and shoulders, though. It sort of resembles one. That's what I thought it was at the time, but shit. Played out. So basic attention token, let's see. Ah, right, well let me end the let me end the New Money Matrix podcast. They can't see none of this uh charting. So if anybody tuning in on the New Money Matrix podcast listening in, I want to thank you. Uh, or those that will tune in rather. Until the next podcast, this is the Bitcoin Block Bully, Peace, Power, and Prosperity family. I am out of here. <laughs>